today on Ovias and Gilio. The Carolina Panthers are down to their 53-man roster. What surprised? What didn't? What's still the position of need? Bob Orr, retired North Carolina Supreme Court justice, has some thoughts on what's going on with Tez Walker, North Carolina, and the NCAA, and what he feels UNC should do in this situation as there's no clarity with the North Carolina wide receiver ahead of the opener. And speaking of the ACC, they want to put games in movie theaters? Well, we know a guy who runs a movie theater now. How is it going to work? How much is it going to cost? Speaking of buying things, have you bought an Ovias and Gilio t-shirt yet? Head on over to breakingtea.com slash OG. Check out the collection. A lot of fun shirts. Buy the hoodie, buy the V-necks, buy the used shirts. Get the OG message out there. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. We're inside the Eford Studios downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties. And thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Print management, document management. I feel like they need to add MP3 management for Joe Giglio sometimes. Copiers-plus.com. You don't know what you don't know. Check them out seriously for your business and for your information. I don't think they can help me with my idiot management. Though, look, man, tech is. This is why, like you said, you don't know what you don't know, and print costs can accumulate, and without you realizing it, and you're losing money, save money by contacting Copiers Plus. I think you're. I am smart enough to do that. Your frustration is when you lose time. That is a frustration that is universal in this business, and I feel like you, you graduated. You've you've officially graduated into the podcast slash radio slash audio world when you didn't realize you had settings incorrect and you talked to somebody for 45 minutes and then you realize it's all useless and you have to, and you, and you're determined to make it work. You're determined to make it work. You will, you will remix it. You will give it surgery. You will use every filter possible and you still like, so I've, I've screwed up once before. Yeah. With the echo. And that was That's more amazing. unusable, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was, there's something there, but it required, so Austin Herbert, former NC State kicker, Carrie Legend, yeah. the imp himself, was in here. We were talking with great conversation, and, and it, it's going to post today. Okay. Because I went in and I created all separate files for every time that I talked and every time that Austin talked. It was the only way to fix it. Mm-hmm. I was able to some, I, I think it's usable. I'll, I'll run it through some Adobe filters after the show and but we'll see if it's any better. It was super painful yesterday, <laughs> like going through and it, it took me at least four hours yeah. in iMovie. Keep in mind, I don't have anything fancy. Right. I, I You gave me a mouse. I can't even find the mouse because oh, I'm like sitting here with my, my, my stubby little fingers trying to like, <laughs> and then, I, you know, sometimes I forget the glasses. So then I'm like, I'm like trying to, yeah you know it's not a touch screen i can't watch you on your computer i can't it actually drives me nuts oh yeah like watching your computer oh, yeah, work because flow. i have a different mouse setup than you do not right e- it's not even it's not the mouse setup it's watching <laughs> you manipulate apps and files is the, it basically is it's a proof concept that i could never be an apple genius 
Like I could never oh, could work at the Apple work store. Tell people because you would try to tell them to do it the way that you do it. Or or, or like be patient enough with. Uh, look, it's a flaw of mine when it comes to technology. When it comes to remember, yeah, you'd rather do it. Well, remember, than show somebody. Out remember the Saturday Night Live skit. Nick Burns, the company's computer guy. And it was, oh, who was the actor that did it? It was Jimmy Fallon, right? And Jimmy Fallon would always, he was like, hey, my computer is not doing it. He just goes, move. <laughs> he sits down, you know, bah, 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 and he just gets up, you're welcome, right? I mean, it's, it's a very accurate portrayal. I am Nick Burns, the company's computer guy. Yeah, I get it. And watching you on a computer. And I don't know, maybe it's my lot in life, you know, having co-hosts that when it comes to technology, it's, it's very frustrating now you've never attempted to throw your computer like somebody has. Yeah, that happened once. So anyway, look, man, it happens to everybody. Uh, on- the struggle is real. I'll just say that. Look, man, I talk. So I did brief history of triangle sports and we did the Skyhawks thing. And one of the key features of that podcast was talking to Mark May, Drake May's dad, who was a quarterback injury riddled. And he, he had a, he had, his experience with the with the Skyhawks was not great because of a shoulder injury and everything else. He's giving me great stuff. And somewhere along the lines, the audio freaks out. Like it's chopped up, it's digitizing, it's all this stuff. And I'm just like, the curse words that I omitted <laughs> when I when I but tried did you to have fix Dr. Dr. Rusty to help. Well, it wasn't, it's not just Dr. Rusty. Shout out to Video Mr. Joe. Mr. Patience, man. Shout out to Video Joe. I actually ran into Video Joe at Nice Price over the weekend and uh, caught up with him for a little bit. But Video Joe, he's like, let me run it through all these filters, like at a level that I'm not even comfortable with. Sure. Right. Because there's always somebody who knows somebody more than, more than you. you. Yeah. That's, that, like, that's a fact that you have to tell your kids. Open up yet, those Russian dolls, and, those nesting dolls. And tell yourself, like, you think you might know? Yeah. No, there's always somebody who knows more than you. Okay. That's just straight up a fact. And it look, man, it's we're still three months, four months into this thing, a DIY operation. Uh, I mean, everything that we're doing on StreamYard runs through my MacBook. So uh, you you also learned a lesson in you get what you pay for sometimes, too. You had this like cheapy plastic USB port thing that wasn't all that reliable. The problem with that thing was it didn't have extra USB-C ports. Yeah, man. So I went. I went to Best Buy. I'll give him a shout out because the woman at Trinity who helped me was mm-hmm. really, really nice and helpful yeah. and like opened the package because I'm like, does it have an Ethernet cord? She's like, <laughs> I think so. And then I'm like, how many USB-C cord ports does it have? Right. And she's like, there's two. And I go, what about this other one? She goes, that's where you put your power source. I go, okay. Oh, okay. And then I was like, what am I supposed to do with these HDMI cords? She's like, if you don't know, don't worry about it. I said, Got it. Perfect. Oh yeah, like this MacBook Pro has an HDMI cable on it, port on it. I don't, I never use it, but that's the here. See, but even yours that you're trying to tell me how great yours is. Yeah, you don't have any USB C. I do. You do. It's on the other. It's on the other side. No, that's That's your power power source. Power source. Yeah, yeah. You have an actual plug-in. Yes. Yeah. So and the two a. What is this thing? What is that's a that's it's like card reader. That's an SD card slot. What is that? So like, oh, can I can I back up my audio with that? Yes, that's another for thing. real. That's another thing we should probably do. Yeah, wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> a great purchase. Anyway, although now you know what? Now you got me worried about audio settings. Let me double check that we have the right audio settings. Okay, See, yeah, I good. can't even do that. We're good because I didn't know you could do that in the middle of the. Yeah, you can do it in the middle of the thing. I'll stream here. Learn. You, hey, man, when I was recording yesterday, you should have seen. I, mean, I hit pause because you remember you showed me how to use the pause. Well, button. that's an updated feature on StreamYard. That I was, I was excited about the pause. Yeah. I was sitting here writing down timestamps. Yeah. I was so 
proud so of myself. So what you're saying is that I don't need to use the copiers plus printer and print out a giant sheet of paper no, you, that says you do. make <laughs> I could write it right there. You should. You should write it right on the whiteboard. Make sure Roadcaster is the main audio setting. Anyway, so uh, 53 man rosters uh, are official. The deadline was yesterday. The Carolina Panthers are down to their 53 man roster. That doesn't mean that the roster is set. They could pick up some folks uh, on the waiver wire. They've got some positions of need, obviously. The biggest one being offensive linemen, because uh, to me, the there, there were two main takeaways from the Carolina Panthers and their 53 man roster. One is what were they going to do with Austin Corbett? And how are they going to handle the absence of Austin Corbett on the offensive line while he was put on the pup list? So he's officially okay. put on the pup list, meaning that he's going to miss the first four games of the season minimum. Four weeks. Or for the first four weeks of the season yeah. minimum. Uh, and we'll we'll hear from Frank Reich in a second where he's optimistic that it's going to be just those four weeks. And then clearly they're not, I don't think they're comfortable with their wide receivers. You know, shout out to Shai Smith, who was like one of those training camp superstars that everybody's like, hey man, this guy's going to have an opportunity. He's going to have an opportunity. He didn't. They ended up making a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs for a conditional seventh rounder, uh, Amir Smith Marset, uh, who he's going to be a punt returner from what I, he's going to be on special. That's the one thing that Shai Smith could not elevate to to find a role on that squad. Looks like he's going to be that guy. That's why they traded for him for a conditional seventh rounder. Yeah, I, I think this is the next step for the Panthers in their in their franchise building. You get, you know you get the left tackle mm-hmm. the previous year number six. You get the quarterback this year one one. Uh, if things don't go great this year, you're probably picking in the top 10 again and you take a receiver. Uh, I love the Mingo scratch off. Yeah. I like Thielen and his experience. I like Chark and his experience. I like Hayden Hurst. I do think uh, a large part of the success of this offense is going to have to go through Miles Sanders this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think those are all good things, but you don't have an exceptional talent at receiver. You, you just don't have. No. And I think, I think, I do think Mingo is a scratcher. I do. I do. Okay. But I think, you know, LaVisca Cheneau and, and Terrace Marshall, all good ideas. They're ca- they're carrying they're carrying a lot of wide receivers and they're still carrying a lot of tight ends. And I don't know if those tight ends are for conditional reasons to add. Uh, I mean, because they could still trade. And we'll, and we'll get to the possibility of trades before the start of the well, season. I think the tight end packages go with what I'm saying about Sanders. Fair. Got to remember, man, Frank Reich's best year mm-hmm. without Andrew Luck was with Jonathan Taylor every single down and now I'm not saying they're going to do that because I think there'll be more multiple and advanced than that. Mm-hmm. But when you have that type of package, what you're really trying to do is set up the pass with the run. And, and I think they will have, I think that's where their fastball will wind up being this year. I loved Bryce under center. I loved the play action uh, action that they gave him. I thought he was much more heated up, much more comfortable on the move, making decisions. I think that's where he's at his best. I think you add the element of, Hey, uh, are we going to run here? I think you keep defenses on their toes, and, and I like well, the possibilities that they could use that with. But yeah, you need you need multiple tight ends for that. Going back to the offensive line, Frank Reich, the head coach of the Panthers, was asked about Corbett and you know what does that mean for what the opening day roster is going to look like, Week One roster is going to look like, who's going to step up in his absence, and you're, you're going to hear a familiar name. I'm confident he is doing everything in his power to be back as soon as he can. Uh, we're going to make the best decision for him first and foremost. Um, there's a lot of research and science and analytics behind the time frame to come back from these kind of injuries. And part of it is how is the player doing? How's he doing in his rehab? And then some of it is, you know, you just got to, some of it is just time related as well. So we'll take both of those together. And I know Austin, he looks good. I watch him doing some of his rehab. Um, he looks great. 
I don't think uh, Chandler starts there. Um, we'll see. You know, I mean, he's looked good. Um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. You know, Cade. Cade's back, and you know we'll just work through that decision. So there you go. There's Frank Reich. He was he was asked about Chandler Zavala uh, from NC State, who's played with Aquanu, which again they only play for about five games, but I, I know that's a big thing that people want to make a big deal out of. Uh, we didn't see a lot of Zavala in the preseason because of his own injury issues, and I think that's ultimately why, as you get further away from the three preseason games and camp and everything else, and watching them get embarrassed on hard knocks with the Jets. You have to take a step back and recognize, well, wait a minute. Why didn't XYZ? Well, one guy didn't really play. Well, the defense got, well, the defense hasn't really seen all their players on the field either. That's actually something that Frank Reich was asked about. And you're going to love this, Joe. You're going to absolutely love this because you and I have had a, a mild disagreement on the whole, like, well, they're not showing anything. They're vanilla on purpose. Frank Reich's an old school guy. So he's going to go through, go through things a little bit old school. And here he is being asked about Brian Burns, who we have not seen this preseason. And obviously we're going to see him week one. He's got a contract that he's playing for and that that negotiation is going to be taking place. And you're going to absolutely love Frank Reich's response. Frank, it's been kind of hard for us to get a feel for what the defense is going to be like because you haven't seen Burns. Good. The other guys. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> so what do you think when Burns is in there especially, what's that going to then add to what we've been seeing in the preseason? You know, I mean, we'd like to think it's going to add a lot. You know, and Derek Brown hasn't played. Um, Justin Houston hasn't played. There's a lot of production right there. So, um, you know, we think those guys will make a big impact. Listening, listening to guys that have not played yet, obviously he's making jokes about good. I don't want you to see any of this stuff, as though we don't know what Brian Burns is capable of. But there you go. A little bit, a little bit of that old school coming through. That's perfectly acceptable. They're also switching their alignment, which is not easy to do. It's not always you know, a yeah. equals B. We saw this at NC state once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my only concern, but you know, Burns is going to be a rush and you're sending Burns at the quarterback like that. That responsibility doesn't change. Um, good for them, man. You know, like I'm ready to, I'm ready to see this thing. I'm ready to, I think this is, I think this preseason has actually been good for them mm-hmm. because I still think they can win this division. Man, everyone is on the Saints popsicle right now. And I get it. And I get it. But I still don't really understand who's calling the plays for the Saints. And I, I like Derek Carr. But, I mean, why why are we just assuming all of a sudden the Saints are going back to, like, their heyday? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just, I, I think the division is there for them to win. They, this has tampered expectations for some people. Mm-hmm. But I think the opportunity is still there for the Panthers. I think just as you just heard in that clip, hey, we ha- you haven't seen our guys yet, right? On defense. On defense. Right? My my bone to pick with you about, oh, we're vanilla on offense is there's, we still know the book on Frank Reich. That's like true. I'm sitting here telling you what they're going to try to do. Mm-hmm. And, and and I understand that. And I don't make millions of dollars. And NFL coaches do make millions of dollars. That That's my only point of contention with that. But we didn't see Miles Sanders in the preseason. And I do think he is going to be He's going to be their hammer. Yeah. And I think a lot of the success for for them this season, and I have I have bristled every step of the way at people who want to compare Bryce Young to Russell Wilson because it's just flat wrong. It's wrong. Except this one instance. Ah. If, if the quarterback is the manager, if the quarterback is the helper, is the guy who extends drives, doesn't make mistakes, that's what Russ did his first year. 
They ran the football. They played defense Seattle. I think if the Panthers can get Sanders going and the defense going, then all of a sudden you're not asking Bryce to win games. You're saying, Hey, I do need you to make some plays. I do need you to extend some drives, but I'm not asking you to win games. No, that's not and remember that was a formula Seattle used to win the Super Bowl, but a totally different guy, but it is totally different, totally different skill set. But I, I look at this as a great opportunity. What has happened in this preseason, in my opinion, actually helps the Panthers mm-hmm. instead of going three and zero, and again, everybody being on their popsicle, everyone's like, Oh, psh, they couldn't score against the jets. Their left tackle can't block anybody. They're a mess. The opportunity is still there. Week one, you go to Atlanta, you're playing indoors, you're playing in a perfect setting. You go win that football game. You're going to feel really good about yourself. In other NFL news, uh, I guess Bill Belichick is just going Mac Jones or bust. They they waived Malik Cunningham, ACC legend, and Bailey Zapp, Zapp Hay, or however you pronounce his last name. So they're going into the the, the stretch run before the start of the season with one QB. I'm pretty sure Hoyer's not in the building anymore, right? He's not just hanging out, tailgating in the parking lot, waiting for his chance. I'm not going to lie to you. I've given up on Bill Belichick and what he can possibly be. It's, I'm just telling a small thing. It's, but I had that same thought too. When I saw that news come out last year, I'm like, Bill, what are you doing? Remember last year? He thought thought he could have Joe judge and, and Matt Patricia call plays, co-coordinators and call plays on different setups. Like, no, Here's the thing about Bill Belichick, okay? He was absolutely the right coach for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He absolutely had the best quarterback in the history of the NFL, but he also made the most of that opportunity. Maybe Tom Brady's coming back as the it's, backup. It's the two things that made the most. They worked together to form the best franchise, the best yeah. dynasty run that we've ever seen in the sport. But here's the truth of the matter. He can't win without Brady. And I think he's at the point in his career, truly, where he is at the sad Bear Bryant, Joe Paterno point of his career, Bobby Bowden point of his career, mm-hmm. where he's chasing a number because he's trying to get the Shula's number to have the all-time wins record. He's chasing a number and he's just trying to get... He, he's just I, trying to get there. No, he's also trying to get his kid the job. I'm <laughs> serious. He's made him the defensive quarter. He wants his kid to succeed him. Just like, just like Bobby Bowden did, just like Joe Paterno did. He wants his kid to succeed him. It's the great, like he, it's the great flaw. Yeah. It's the for great all flaw of them. for all these guys. And it was the same because yep. Bowden and Paterno were like, we got to get this record. And then once we get the record, we can turn it over to, yeah. to our native son. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why? You, you've done all of these great things, mm-hmm. right? You've done all of these because great football, things. Football is football. And I, but Pomani Jones on his old show, Game Theory, did an entire segment on, you want to talk about, uh, the Rooney rule and everything else. The biggest problem in the NFL is nepotism has been. Nepotism been. <laughs> will continue to be nepotism. Uh, of course he put in his very specific Pomani way, but like, Hey man, it's the white kids that are taking your jobs, not these other guys. That's what you should be focused on. So uh, I'm not, I'm all that. Now Belichick kind of had people going. I also thought it was interesting. And you, I almost feel like we should do a segment where we, we can call it like, you can tell it's Wednesday in the NFL. You know, Wednesday. Uh, shout out to to uh, to Kevin Clark of the Ringer, who does an entire podcast based on that premise. Slow news day. Wednesday is traditionally the slowest news day in the NFL news cycle. So, what do you do? Well, you trump up some controversies or these ridiculous takes. And I I feel like we're like on day three now of this Trey Lance backing up Dak Prescott means that Dak Prescott is on borrowed time. Also. Well, okay. First, first and foremost. It, oh, oh, oh! I have not heard this. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I have, you have not heard that. 
I, I didn't realize Trey Lance was a threat to Dak Prescott. Okay. Yes. Oh, help me here on this one. Because yes. he's getting to the end of his contract? or uh, Because, you know, apparently Jerry Jones was all in on Trey Lance earlier, too. You know how Jerry Jones is, oh. man. He, he Jerry Jones loves, we love to hear in the, the story. one game every, he played for every, North Dakota State, he was all in on him? It does not matter. There's this. The, there's a specific time of the year where we found out that Jerry Jones had to have the phone taken away from him because so they he couldn't wanted draft this Johnny guy. Manziel. So they yeah. couldn't <laughs> draft Johnny Manziel. Or he couldn't draft this guy. It's like we get that story every year. Just like we get this, the same story every year about Jerry Jones chasing that glory hole, okay? So that's an actual quote. I know. That's an I actual know. quote. I, I think know. it's like a 10-year-old quote now, but it's an actual quote. We do this every single year with the Cowboys, and it's very, very depressing when you go through this news cycle. And then it, that includes this conversation about whether or not Dak Prescott is elite. We've gone, Joe Flacco is elite. That is old news. That is tired. Wired is Dak Prescott and whether or not he's the right guy. And everybody's looking for examples. And hey, and hey, I don't. It's like the new Jerome Bettis is from Detroit. You know how Dak Prescott got that job, right? Yeah, Tony Romo. Right, he got hurt. He got hurt, and he elevated. Well, what do we what do we see last year with oh, Dak Prescott? Because he does have a tendency to get he gets hurt. hurt. And what they went five and one with Adam or whatever it was with what's yeah. his face? I couldn't remember. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Thank you. Well, if they could do that with Cooper Rush, well, Trey Lance has a skill set that people really loved. I mean, they wanted to move up and get this guy. Or maybe Trey Lance was just a wrong pick. Maybe it was just a wrong pick. It's those Thursday night games. You wear the Cooper Rush uniforms, right? Yeah, there's that. Also, the fact that Brock Purdy and Cooper Rush can elevate and and be thought of as guys that you can win with should indicate to you once again, I don't know why, uh, why NFL front offices don't understand this. Like, you can withstand missing on a quarterback if you do the other things right. The quarterback is the band-aid that you think is going to fix. This is why I'm optimistic about the Carolina Panthers and what they're doing going forward. They're got, they got the quarterback they believe in. Now it's about building. It's a, it's sure. a rebuild process. The 49ers are on the opposite end of the spectrum. or like how the Seattle Seahawks were when they went on that run. Everything else was in place. Yeah. They just needed a guy to step up. Well, Russell Wilson stepped up as a third-round draft pick. Brock Purdy is the... You know, Mr. Seven Irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. Last pick of the draft. Tom Brady's a legend because, hey, man, he got drafted where he got drafted. Sixth round. And he stepped up yeah. with everything else around him uh, being successful. The Cowboys, to me, it's not about Dak Prescott. It's not about Trey Lance. It's about the one consistent problem throughout. It's Jerry Jones and his insistence on being the show and making sure that there are coaches coaching for him that don't take too much of the spotlight. There's a reason why him and Jimmy Johnson still don't get along. And there's the pettiness of him not being in the ring of honor for heaven's sake. Yeah, it's crazy that Sean Payton is not the Cowboys coach. It's I'm not, nuts. I'm not going to lie to you. It's nuts I was to just me. about Egos. to tell you. Egos, I was baby. just about to tell you the real problem with the Cowboys is they don't have the right coach. But why don't they have the right coach? Because of Jerry. Because of Jerry. The other note, too, speaking of owners, I feel like I feel like Jim Ursay uh, had the monkey's paw situation occur. Okay. He wanted Dan Snyder out of the paint with a quickness. But the one thing Dan Snyder provided for all the other owners was you could easily point to Washington and go, hey, man, well, I'm not the worst. I'm not the worst <laughs> guy here. Well, when you get the worst guy out of the league, peep cam in the uh, right. bathroom, somebody else has to elevate up to that position. Yeah. Or fall to the bottom of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it might be Jim Irsay, who is once again treating players like crap and making it so that why do I want to play for this organization if this is how you're treating some of your best players? And they're doing this with Jonathan Taylor, the running back. But there's two specific issues going on with Jonathan Taylor. There's the running back market crashing and Jonathan Taylor being a byproduct of that. Sure. 
And it's not like Jonathan Taylor wasn't productive. I mean, he led the league in rushing yards, scrimmage yards, and total touchdowns in 21, but he had just under a thousand yards rushing last year because he got hurt a lot. And yeah. I, I can understand why you don't want he to was, throw a gar- guaranteed money at Jonathan well, he Taylor. He was banged up and he had no quarterback. Yes. But then now is okay, go seek a trade. Oh, but we want a first round pick. If you're telling me that the market for running backs is terrible, and then you turn around and say, yeah, but we want a first rounder for a guy that we don't value and want to give guaranteed money to. What are we doing here? You're well, screwing Jonathan Taylor the yeah. way you're handling this and putting him on the pup list. He could still be traded theoretically, but they clearly are squeezing this guy and it looks bad. I am slightly surprised that Philly didn't try to get him. I'm slightly surprised, yeah. even at a first round pick. Yeah. Because Philly is going to pick in the late 20s, if not 32. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But congratulations to Jim Irsay. He is now elevated or fallen to the owner that people are going to bang on going forward and how he treats his players and treats the team. Because yeah, the other thing too, you got, we always love you to feel f- strong about Anthony Richardson, right? I don't feel strong. I, I, lo- I love the, I love the risk. Okay. I love the risk. If you're going to make that risk work, what do you need? You need the right coach around them and you need the right players around them. And a healthy Jonathan Taylor is that right kind of player. So why would you not put, but, but again, we saw this with Andrew Luck. What'd they do with Andrew Luck? <laughs> yeah. So here we are. You're, you're talking about a franchise though, Joe, that had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. I know. So they, they are getting every bit of quarterback karma that it's comes true. to them. I that, mean, that's true. It's like the Packers. Like, that's do you really point. think Jordan Love is really going to kill this thing? That's a good I point. Don't. That's a good point. <laughs> Head on over to breakingt.com slash OG. Get your Get your OG shirts, folks. We got positive vibes only. We've got the Skyhawks inspired shirt. We got the Ice Caps inspired shirt. We also got bad for ratings uh, for the hockey season. September's almost here, which means preseason's almost here for the Hurricanes. So get, go get your gear. Go to breakingt.com slash OG. We also have a bunch of cool podcasts as well. We talked about Law of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. We got Picks and Pizza. We got Young Gun with Bryce Young featuring Lauren Brownlow and Dimitri Ravanos. And we got 919 Vice as well. You'll see that. It's actually right behind me right now on the uh, on the tip. Perfect timing. Perfect timing on the podcast shout outs. And also, speaking of shout outs, shout out to Whitaker and Hamer. Go check them out online at wh.lawyer. They are attorneys and counselors at law, covering a whole wide range of legal matters for any number of your needs, small business, personal issues, et cetera. Whitaker and Hamer's got you. I'm looking forward to Thursday because I'm going over to Shady's. Okay. Josh's bar in downtown Garner. Nice. To watch the state game on Thursday night. Nice. So I was just oh, texting. Man, I, wish, I wish I was here. I'm going to be I'm, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'd, I'd go to Shady's. I love that spot. Well, Josh's son's got a football game on Thursday night. So he's not, uh, not going to be there. I'll be holding down the fort. All right. All right. Checking out the Wolfpack. Yeah. It, I always say this on the Law of the Wolf podcast ads. Mm-hmm. Josh is a lawyer who's a state fan. Like, <laughs> if you, if you not a lot any, of them. If you needed any more incentive yeah. to... To support Whitaker and Hamer and go check out the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. Also, thanks to Hometown Realty, also based at a Garner, but they got agents all over North Carolina and all over the triangle. Check them out at myhtr.com. Uh, it's it's interesting. I, I read stories about the the state of the home market here. There's a lot of people trying to come here. It's tough right now, it's man. It's pretty tough. You got people getting pushed out. It's very, very competitive. Don't try to do it on your own. Get people who understand the area. That's Hometown Realty. Again, check them out online at myhtr.com. Yeah, every day I drive home down Hammond Road and I see this billboard for a guaranteed offer and I'm like, really? Protect your protect your number one investment. Go with a professional who's going to help you either buy your house, sell your house. Go check them out. Barry Woodard and his crew. Myhtr.com. 
joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I would say he's a friend of the show now. He's been on a few times. He's a former North Carolina Supreme Court justice. He is an advocate for the athletes, not just the student athletes, the, the, the athletes. And uh, he's a Carolina guy who seems to have a bone to pick with how things are going on uh, with Tez Walker right now. He is Robert Poor. Bob, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Chad. It's great to be on the show. So um, I I kind of half jokingly tweeted out in relation to what's going on with North Carolina, their transfer wide receiver, Tez Walker, and his I, this nebulous state of unknown is whether or not he's going to be available for right. North Carolina season opener against South Carolina because of this double transfer initiative that they've really put the clamps down this season. I jokingly said they should play him anyway. As we've noticed, the NCAA loses every single time. And you just retweeted me with, now we're talking, which gets me to the, the central question. Why don't schools, knowing the NCAA is in a weakened position thanks to the Supreme Court, they don't test this a little bit more to get what they want? Well, I think they worry about potentially losing. Back when uh, I first got involved in all of this NCAA um, issues when I represented Devin Ramsey on the UNC football team back in 2010, one of the UNC leaders told me, I won't give his name, he said, well, Bob, the first thing we have to do is protect the institution. And my response was, no, the first thing you need to do is look after the, the students that have come to your school and your programs to participate. And and so I think schools are reluctant to poke the NCAA in the eye and dare them to take games away or to levy fines uh, because as much as they want Tez to play, as much as they wanted Devin to play, it's, it's well, we've got to evaluate the risk rewards. Okay, we lose one player. Gee, we hate it, but we're not going to run the risk of of having uh, games forfeited or fines levied, mm-hmm. uh, bowl bans imposed or stuff like that. Uh, but but in actuality, the decision on whether to play Tez Walker is UNC's decision. If they want to play him, by golly, put him in a uniform and put him on the field uh, and tell the NCAA they think they're wrong and how they're interpreting and applying this particular transfer rule. And if they want to litigate it, fine. UNC will litigate it. And as we as we know, UNC has not been hesitant to hire copious numbers of high-priced lawyers to fight the NCAA uh, and, frankly, have been pretty successful in it. All right, Bob. Uh, I'm going to ask you perhaps an unanswerable question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why doesn't the Constitution apply to the NCAA? in the sense that ex post facto says I, you can't punish me for something that was legal well, and well, now go back and say, no, that was illegal. Well, that, that's, that's in the Constitution. I'm not misreading this, right? Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. <clears throat> the NCAA is simply a membership institution. When I was representing Devin, I, I did a public records request for UNC. I want to see the agreement between UNC and the NCAA, and it was like a half paragraph in which they the annual membership fee was $200. UNC is the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and so 
and I think that's one of the great misunderstandings in college sports by the fan base is, you know, the NCAA is some sort of separate entity. No, it's comprised of all of the member institutions. Now, uh, under under the North Carolina Constitution, there's there's a quirky little provision in Article One talking about the fruits of your labor that you've got a right not to have government interfere with your ability to make a living. And obviously, there are parameters and and some limitations on that. But in uh, UNC is a state actor. It is an entity of the government created by the Constitution of North Carolina. And so to the extent that it's UNC that's violating the rights of the athlete, I think there is a claim under the North Carolina constitution, maybe, maybe some other types of of remedies. Also, the reluctance is nobody wants to sue their alma mater or their school. And, and one of the, the real problems I have with how this system works is that there's an inherent conflict between UNC and the player. Mm-hmm. And that's why every player deserves independent legal representation who's looking after his rights and not worrying about how it might impact uh, the institution. And and, and I, I was doing some research before I went on the on the show here, and it's not really clear to me what all UNC is doing and sort of what their theory is. But they obviously have Tez Walker, you know, deep in the womb <laughs> and telling him what he should say and not say and what they're doing and what they're not doing, which is fine. But there is an inherent conflict uh, going back to that very point we were talking about. UNC can play him on Saturday. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the the issue is UNC institutionally is going to protect itself first before it protects Tez Walker. It's not unlike the NFL where Roger Goodell was the judge and the jury passing yeah. the sentence, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, at least they tried with the IARP. I don't know if you ever got into one of those cases. Um, and then that quickly went away. Yeah, Joe, Joe, found, himself, <laughs> Joe found himself deep, deep into the independent review process. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, your FOIA and information uh, warms my heart. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just it just feels like, to your point, it just feels like Tez is the one who loses here. Because it, yeah. it feels like yeah. he's probably trying to listen to Mac. And obviously, Mac is stumping for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there, there doesn't seem to be a quick resolution to this when they've had all offseason to into it. And it just, he's the one who loses out, not UNC, technically. Well, that's exactly right. And if it drags out like it did in Devin Ramsey's case back in 2010, I mean, he was declared permanently ineligible, yeah. thus terminating his college career. Uh, it took until January of the season uh, for him to be cleared. And so the NCAA at that point says, oh, well, we were wrong. He's not permanently ineligible. Mm-hmm. Well, fine. He's missed, uh, you know, virtually the entire football season. And the next year he gets his knee destroyed in the first game. And there goes his career. And so uh, and the NCAA is in no hurry. But if UNC had the backbone to quietly whisper in Charlie Baker's ear, you know, Charlie, we're going to play him. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to try and do something about it, bring it on. 
I suspect there would be a quick resolution. Uh, I mean, in the in my experience, and I, I represented in the aggregate, you know, four or five UNC football players, three uh, b- basketball players at St. John's, one from UCLA. Anytime independent counsel starts poking the NCAA and saying, you know, we, we're coming after you. Yep. Somehow it gets resolved. But if the schools timid as they are in pushing the NCAA uh, don't do that, then there's no incentive uh, to hurt. At the risk of uh, stumping here, Bob, to to an audience that I know is receptive. The thing that bothers me about this case is how many times have you heard or dealt with the NCAA and they said, we're all, all cases are unique. We're not worried about setting a precedent. So why can't you just treat Tez Walker individually on the on the merits of his case? He never played for NC Central. He never played at East Tennessee State. He only played and at Kent. The most important part, they changed the rules two days, literally. Two yeah. days yeah. after. Yeah. Saying, if, if you but don't want to do the ex post facto okay, thing, fine. if you fine. don't want to go there, my frustration with the NCAA is they act like in other cases, well, we have to treat every case individually. It's a snowflake. It's a snowflake. Yeah. And yet, you're sitting here worried about a precedent. In theory, they're worried about precedent to say that to, to Walker, hey, if we let you play, then we got to let all the Ivy League people who we but ruled not eligible even, in 2020. But play. they're not even consistent on that. To add to no, Julio's point, yeah. like there's some NIL issues where they've gone back and have allowed guys. Miami women's basketball. To play. Cavenders. Because, yeah. well, well, NIL wasn't legal yet. Well, it's legal now. And, you know, we have to look at through the lens of whatever. And they let them play. It's, yeah. it's a strange. Overtime elite right now has it's, players who are eligible to play. It's, yes. a, it's a very strange thing. And again, to your point, I do feel like at least publicly UNC is not really doing a good job of pushing back on the NCAA. Well, and, and this may be a slightly controversial statement. And I know you guys hate to have controversial on your podcast, mm-hmm. but, but my experience is who are the, the young men mm. that, tend to get hammered by the NCAA. Huh. They're young men of color. Yeah. In several instances and cases I was involved in, they were foreign players. One dirt poor kid from the Dominican Republic who was getting the chance of a lifetime to play basketball at St. John's and the NCAA was doing everything he could to, you know, screw him out of that opportunity. Another mm-hmm. kid from West Africa brought to the States, you know, and, and so it is, uh, they may say each case is different, but you very rarely do you see the Drake Mays of the world getting hammered by the NCAA. It's the Taz Walkers, the Devin Ramseys, the, uh, the other kids. Bob, Bob Orr joining us. He's a former North Carolina uh, Supreme Court justice. We'll, we'll close on this bigger picture because it's not just, it's not just UNC player, a UNC player, Tess Walker, being treated and having to face a punishment that seems yeah, it's kind of t- kind ridiculous. of sort of take the Carolina thing out of this. Let's, like, take it let's out just of it. talk about procedure. Well, let's let's look at let's look at the institutions. Tie it back to what you say. The institutions ultimately look for themselves, and we're seeing this play out at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. So Arizona State, if you're not familiar, uh, issued a self-imposed a self-imposed one-year bowl ban with an NCAA investigation for possible infractions that happened under their former coach, uh, Herm Edwards. Apparently this happened. It's very similar to what happened with uh, Harbaugh and it happened during COVID-19, all these kind of impermissible right. things. Harbaugh is going to have a self-imposed three game suspension, <clears throat> the coach himself, but Michigan is going to play football. They're not dealing with a bowl ban. 
uh, whereas Arizona State is. And I'm going to bring up this clip from Kenny Dillingham, uh, who is the head coach at Arizona State, who found out. First year, yeah. First year coach. He finds out that, hey, by the way, you ain't playing for a bowl this year. And I loved his response. For all us, I mean, I knew today would be shitty. I mean, they receive horrible news on a Tuesday practice in the morning before uh, we meet for special teams. So to think that 18 to 22-year-olds are going to go out and have a good Tuesday practice is absolutely delusional. But I think the guys battled. The guys did the best they could do. Oh, yeah. You have a whole bunch of seniors who uh, compete. And they can't compete there anymore. Anyway, this a uh, I was informed this morning at 6.30 a.m. I met with uh, Ray Anderson and uh, Gene Boyd. Motivation part of coaching. Without that carrot to have, where do you go from there? Just be the very best we can be every day. I mean, what I just told the team is nobody cares about your circumstance. In reality, most people in life would rather see other people fail so they don't have to work hard and actually work hard enough to beat them. So everybody looks at this like, oh, great, Arizona State's not going to be motivated anymore. That's a win. That's how the majority of the world thinks is nobody wants to work hard to achieve success. They want to bring other people down lower than them, and they can do the exact same work ethic. So people are looking at us, and they're satisfied. They're singing for joy. They're excited because they think there's no way Arizona State football is going to be able to keep their mindset to compete. And that's the challenge is it's us versus us every day. So that's uh, Kenny Dillingham, the head coach at Arizona State. And I brought that up because I want to tie it back to your um, your experience with North Carolina and the, and the punishments that happened in North Carolina when everybody was gone, like er- everybody's gone. And yet it's the players who end up having to take the punishment for the, 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 the mistakes or the, or the crimes committed by the head coach or faculty or whatever it is. Are you surprised that the membership membership institutions haven't, or you haven't seen players say, Hey, look, I came here to do this. And this is, and the NCAA is punishing me for something that I didn't do. Cause I feel like this, ties back into player rights more than anything else while the institution is looking out for itself. Well, I think one of the the fundamental reasons that the universities have drawn the line in the sand that, that these are not employees is because of the danger that there might actually be a, a viable uh, employee organization of college athletes okay. that could, that could say in the Tez Walker deal, Hey, if Ted's isn't playing on Saturday, we're all going to the library to study for classes on Monday. You talk about rocking the sports world. And, you know, Missouri football sort of did that a few years back uh, on, on an issue. But there's one thing I, I, I'm not sure time-wise what, what we're doing here. You can edit, you know, some uh, irrelevant comments. What is the clock you speak of? What? We, we don't have that Good. anymore. <laughs> Here's what's incredibly important uh, from my perspective. So Tez Walker is thinking about transferring, and he enters the transfer portal. And if the information being provided him by any of the schools he visited, but let's say particularly UNC and their compliance office is, well, you know, Tez, you may or may not be eligible to play this fall. That that totally impacts his decision whether he's actually going to leave Kent State or not. So he obviously had some degree of assurance from the UNC compliance people that you're fine. You're going to suit up uh, for the football team 
this year. And they've got some very smart, very well-paid people on the compliance staff. And I did see one article, only one, that said the NCAA had approved the waiver. I, obviously, they they must not have put it in writing or something, but there was at least one story saying that they had approved it. And then you go, he, he enrolls at Carolina, and that's on January 9th, and it's literally August 8th before anybody says, oh, by the way, Tez, has anybody told you you're not eligible to play uh, for UNC this year? And, I mean, in that, from a uh, from a, just an individual rights and process standpoint, is ridiculous. Everybody at the NCA transfer portal knew what his situation was. Everybody knew what uh, the rule was. If there was a problem, this should have been addressed in early January, not in the middle of fall practice a couple of weeks before the opening game. And so it it, it highlights incompetence somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where. Uh, I suspect there's a heavy dose at the NCAA side. But, you know, obviously all of the really smart people at UNC felt that he was fine or we wouldn't be in this mess. Yeah, we would uh, not be in and, this mess. And so but it goes back to why he needs, and every college athlete needs uh, individual representation. I made a presentation to the faculty council about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, look, you just need to look out for the rights of these these young men and women because they're your students. Now, create an ombudsman to represent them in these kind of deals. Make sure they're they're adequately informed. But I, I, this is a very cynical perspective. I don't think the universities want these athletes to have much in the way of rights because they may actually exercise them. Yeah to the adverse uh, impact on the universities. Bob, we appreciate the time as always. Your insight is always incredibly helpful. I know you're a huge uh, golf fan, so uh, yes. your your next appearance will be on Gilio's gambling pod, Picks and Pizza, uh, <laughs> where you can, uh, we, we can pick some winners. We can wait till January. You're wait till January. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'll pick Victor Hor- uh, Horvlin in the uh, FedEx. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, almost feel, I almost feel like we need Bob for a Ryder Cup preview. <laughs> I'm just yeah, but I'm a guy. Leave the live guys at home. Uh, you know, <laughs> go America. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thanks. All right, fellas. Take care. Love talking to Bob. Fascinating guy. Although um he said no live guys. There's a live guy on the Ryder Cup, Captain's Pick, man. Yeah, BK. It's, it's whatever. On. It's, it's Brooks kept coming. What are you going to do at this point? What are you going to do? Uh, we talk about t-shirts a lot. We like good gear. We're only going to give you the best gear. And that's where home field apparel comes in. Check out homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG 23. Again, that's OG 23 at homefieldapparel.com. It's almost hoodie season. I know Joe, you ride for those hoodies. They have the best hoodie. I was just about to say the, the butcher's bark at steak and cheese, the yeah. equivalent <laughs> Is the home field apparel hoodies so soft, so good. What's great, look, you got to put on a comfortable hoodie, but you also need cool designs on those hoodies. And Homefield has an incredible collection of great old school inspired designs 
from NC State, Carolina, ECU. The, the ECU the and ECU Carolina good, collections yeah. are their two best collections. You think they're the two best ones? Yes, they're really, really good. All right. Although, the, the although way, Adam Stevenson, s- our guy from yeah. Breeze Through, yeah. he said they have a, a Georgia golf one oh. that he was like, oh, it's it's, it's spectacular. Well, they have like, uh, they have like a, because you know, we don't really think about the SEC around here, but yeah, there's plenty of they, those they people out there. There's plenty. I'm, I'm, there's a Wake Forest one that I have to pull up that's in reference to like Big Four. Yeah, but you've ruined me because the because Wake, of the, the deke we yeah, have the deke back there, the amazing. indifferent deke behind yeah. you. So go check out uh, homefieldapparel.com. OG23 is that promo code. Get 15% off your order. And while you're online, go to insuregarner.com. Matt Davis at State Farm is your guy. I'm a State Farm customer, been a State Farm customer for a long time. They've always got great customer service because they always have great agents. Matt Davis is one of them. Give him a call at 919-779-8277. I'm going to meet Matt. I'm excited about this. An actual you in-person person. You have met Matt before have at I? the ACC basketball tournament. Yes, you we, know were, this we were about in me. the parking lot. We drank beers. You know this about me. However, however, great billboard from Matt in on 70 there in Garner. Do you actually want to talk to someone? What happens when you want to talk to somebody? What? What, what do you do? Yes. Call Matt. 919-779-8277. All of your insurance needs and financial advice because Lord knows we needed it and, yeah. and we got it. Yeah. <laughs> so yesterday we kind of referenced ACC worst case scenarios for week one. All right. And shout out to Chip Patterson. Uh, at cover three, I was actually texting with Chip yesterday about technical stuff, Mike stuff, and you know his his ultimate doomsday scenario for was the, the ACC best. Takes the is cake. the best is in that. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> You're thinking too small. No no no! You're no, too no. provincial. It's about Cal and Stanford, y'all. That's that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> so to flip that, best case scenario is that Cal and Stanford look like football juggernauts, and those are the teams that you're wanting. Although indications seem not that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about <laughs> conference realignment. Although there was a wild one, a wild speculation that we'll get to in Hey Joe later. But it seems as though things have cooled off. They've cooled off again. It went from, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, to some initial now new reports coming out saying, yeah, those no votes were never really going to flip from no. So we're, we're going to get some definitive answers here. But that's that's another conversation for another day. Uh, as one of our listeners pointed out, conference realignment is like the record that keeps skipping. Like, okay, did I fix it? Let me lift up the needle and put it back down. Damn it, I didn't put it back down on the right spot. It's still skipping. So that's where we are with this. Best case, best case scenarios for the ACC and me, it really, really come down to, what do you like to say? Best players need to be your best players? Yeah. Well, the ACC's best teams need to look like their best teams. So this is Florida State beating LSU. And doing it in a way that looks convincing. It also means that Clemson, and this is not a knock on Duke, Clemson has to look like a squad that's not taking good, solid teams in the ACC, which is exactly what Duke is, lightly and putting a hammer down on the Blue Devils on Monday night. That's important. And then the bonus there is Carolina with Drake May looking like actual contenders, the third or fourth best team in the ACC for real. And it goes beyond just Drake May that the defense also looks like they've gotten on the same page under Gene Chizik, that the transfers out while everybody was wringing their hands, who they brought in, what they're, what they're working with is an improvement out of the gate against what should be a, a, a true test of an opponent. Okay. Your best case scenario for the ACC this weekend, first of all, starts with buying wings. This is true. You wings over Raleigh wings over Chapel Hill wings over Greenville, Ryan Malley. I told you about that steak and cheese. I told you about that pizza. Yeah. 
These are the wings. This is the answer. <laughs> go to wingsover.com. Check them out. Order online. Go in person on Hillsborough Street 2900 right there across from UT. All right. Sweet chili is the answer. Sweet chili mm-hmm. is the answer. Nothing wrong with Buffalo. No. Nothing wrong. No. They have little tender sandwiches too that look like lobster rolls. Delicious. But the sweet chili wings are the answers. Are you a flat or a drum person? I'm both. I'm agnostic. Wings, See, no, I wings prefer, are wings. I prefer flats, but I will eat both. If I had a preference, I would go with drums. I prefer you would. Drum. I prefer so drums. So we could hang out yeah. and watch football together. Kind of. We could. Because can you keep the gambling talk to a minimum? <laughs> no, no. We, we could eat. We could share wings. It okay. doesn't mean we would hang out and talk football. Oh, we, we, we could get the wings. Get the wings. And then you could go do whatever I'll, you're doing. I'll go hang night. out. I'll, I'll go do what I'm doing. But no, for real. Wingsover.com. So what is your best case? I think you're a little too pie in the sky here. here I said best case. No, and I, you get, know? I get that. And There's I, realistic. We can talk I, about realistic. I struggle with this. You know I struggle I know. with this. I know. Here's the problem. All right. The ACC is going to feel good about itself. State is going to beat UConn. They're probably not going to blow them out, but they're going to beat them. Mm-hmm. Wake's going to win. No one's going to care. I get that. Miami's going to beat the other Miami, and everyone's going to be like, okay, cool. Good start. Yeah. Louisville is going to look good. They're going to Georgia Tech's going to fight, but Louisville will beat yeah. them. Cool. There's not a planet where Virginia competes with Tennessee, and that's the noon game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's the noon national game. No, Tennessee and Virginia are in completely different places. I know, but <laughs> I mean, this is not. This is a this I, even in the best case scenario, I have to address the worst case because it's an SEC team, mm-hmm. right? And it's the national spotlight game Mm -hmm. to start the first real Saturday of college football. And Tennessee is absolutely going to beat the brakes off of Virginia. Just name the score. But they might need a running clock in the second half of this game. For real. And now all of a sudden you have the SEC talkers going... This, Tennessee is the eighth best team in the SEC. Look what Which is not true. No, it's not. And, And it's going to be, oh, look. Oh, Big Ten wants to add Virginia. I mean, you're talking big mouth breather energy here, man. So it's going to be a little bit difficult. I would just tell you to I would just tell you to log off at that point. You probably should. (laughs) So it's going to be difficult to recover from that. Let's just make sure Pitt doesn't have any hiccups. Let's make Mm -hmm. sure I know my guy Jeff Halfley will be ready for Northern Illinois. And then you have the Carolina game. You have the spotlight. All Carolinas. Carolina got worked like a rib the last time they saw South Carolina. I, I think they'll be in a different position yeah. than that game. Yeah. But I, I do have concerns about, uh, I have concerns that Carolina, our Carolina is the one that's ranked and South Carolina has got a little bit of a chip. I do know South Carolina has had, has had some transfer people leave. Mm-hmm. That, that's an issue. As I, as we've learned in week zero, you better take a look at that roster and, and see yeah. where some of your best guys ended up. Um, so that's going to be tough. That's a tough spot. Then you got Sunday. I, I do think obviously Florida State's going to show up, but LSU. I, I don't love this, their chances. This is a LSU. So you got you got LSU's two spotlight spot. games there, and and they're both against the SEC. And I think Carolina and Florida State are are two of the top four best teams in the league. Here's what's funny. And about I think LSU. they're going to lose both of them. Here's what's funny about LSU. We it's easy to make fun of Brian Kelly. Yeah, and my family. my family. But it was never really about Brian Kelly and whether he's a good coach or not. He is a no, good he's coach. A really good Does he have other than in hurricanes? <laughs> this uh, that that should be with him forever. So 
my issue with Brian Kelly. Did you see that? I wasn't. But did you see that? I wasn't even possible of doing the best case scenario. Like it's not in my. It's It's not not in my DNA. It's not in your DNA. But with with Brian Kelly and LSU, it's this is the year where after, you know, the difference of all right. Here's not my coach X Y Z. Right. You're gonna find out whether or not Brian Kelly has the temperament is about that life to be the coach at LSU. Yeah. Which has an expectation that is... To win the SEC and be in the playoff and win it, the national championship. I feel like LSU's expectations are actually underrated in comparison to how people talk about Georgia and how they talk about Alabama because LSU is always in the prime position to win. Mm-hmm. Always in a prime position to win because of talent, because of fan base, because of effort, all that stuff. Brian Kelly's going to find out real quick if he's about it, if he has the temperament to deal with it. I don't question his coaching. It's always been about temperament at LSU. Wes Miles and Ed Orgeron, two Crow magnon mans, won national, won national championships, championships at LSU. So Brian Kelly thinking like, man, if those jabronis can do it, I can do it. That's and why he, he took the job. And he might. He might. <laughs> it, it, who knows? We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But if Florida State loses, there's going to be a lot of ACC fans that have been dealing with the summer of whining, and they're going to they're going to dance on the sod grave of Florida State. I think ACC fans might take sod from LSU and add it to their collection, just be like, ha ha, right? But I think Florida State fans have you and I have been dealing with Florida State fans mm-hmm. for a little bit because of our opinions on on conference realignment and and, and Florida State's role in all this. But I, I want to thank Deion Sanders for distracting Florida state fans for the rest of the week. Okay. So Deion Sanders, if I say Deion Sanders and I say college, what do you think? Uh, and you say what? And college, college, Florida state. Right. Yeah. He's a no. Yeah. Not according to Deion Sanders. Oh, so he was asked about this leading up to their season opener. And he wanted to play well, actually with a little fun and back and forth with a Miami grad. This person says, Hey, look, I'm a hurricane. You're a no. Here's, Deion Sanders' response. Hurricanes, like myself. Yeah. And you're a knoll, my friend. No, 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 no. Actually, do you know where I graduated from? Yeah. Who said that? You know everything. She didn't know that. They didn't know that. Tell them again. Where did I graduate? I graduated from HBCU. So I'm a who? You're still a knoll. No, I'm a who? I thought it's where you graduated from, isn't it? That. Why you keep calling me that? And then it goes where I graduated from. I'm, I'm an HBCU grad. And you're okay with all those? So that's Deion Sanders uh, reminding people that in 2020, he graduated from Talladega State, an HBCU. He never graduated from Florida State. Left early, which is whatever. Now, I think Deion's doing what Deion does. He's being an ass. So he's being he's being an ass to so Sidney Lowe is a St. Paul's guy. Must be, okay. even though he won a national championship with NC State. Technically, he's a St. Paul guy. Okay, because you know he had to get that degree before he could be the head coach at NC State, right? Because that's what you're referencing. Florida State fans are like, "Excuse me." Well, he's obviously mad. He wanted the job. Yes, after Jimbo. Yes, didn't get it, and he should then have. wanted the job. He shouldn't have. after Willie Taggart. Yeah, didn't get it. Right. That's all. Still bitter about it, huh? He's a weird dude. He is kind of a strange guy. He's got his own world. And this is the other thing that I'm going to be most fascinated by as we get to the heart of the college football season with a complete makeover at Colorado. I mean, they are positioning Colorado's opener as the biggest football event. Like that is a marquee game on Fox. Yeah, that's the the big noon game on Fox. Big TCU noon Saturday. That is the big game for them. There's a lot of folks. I'm sitting here making fun of FSU fans. It would be funny if they lose and everybody kind of has a happy dance about it. 
There are a lot of people with knives out for Deion Sanders this upcoming season if things go off the rails in terms of losing. Wait, to be clear, he, he did really good work at Jackson State. He did. Like, that's then, not a program and then that had, had success. And then didn't win at the end. Well, so he had checked out on this team, clearly. Yeah. Shout out to Central. Uh, yeah, big shouts to NC Central. But I think he, he I think he's a better coach than people will give him credit for because mm-hmm. of his own, because of his personality. Yeah. And the way that he is, and you know how I feel, how I feel about the Affleck thing and the Coach Prime thing, and <laughs> yeah, so much the so, other nonsense. So that, much, so much so that uh, the the Affleck guy probably doesn't want to do business with. And that's fine with the Chick Fil A game anymore. Well, no, with know, the Peach I mean Bowl. they're fine. They're yeah, some body code. They, they don't want to do business with us. That's, that's fine too. Point. I mean, you that, gotta do that's a thing, man. But <laughs> I I have issues with the way that. No, keep in mind, Deion Sanders was my favorite player growing up. I loved Deion Sanders. I played cornerback in high school. I loved him. Okay. But now this this whole like he yes, greatest cornerback ever to play the game. That doesn't mean you're the greatest coach to ever coach. And that's the part where I think he gets the points conflated, and that's what bothers me. Coach Prime, baby. And like you realize you've you've probably never been there, and I'm not trying to say this like a dick. For a long time at Florida State's football stadium mm-hmm. and in their locker room, mm-hmm. they had his locker no, I know. enclosed in glass. No, I know. Like you walk into the locker room and you're like, yeah, I've not been there. I've Did seen pictures. somebody die. And it's like, no, no that's Dion's reference locker. Yep. Like, but he's not a no. Just so you and know. I'm like, he's not a no. Now he's saying I'm not a no. I'm not a no. Like, come on. He's an and ass. I get Bobby's gone. And, and I, I get there's a no, bunch no. of people gone. Dion is an ass. But they showed a lot of respect for him. I mean, <laughs> just show some respect. Yeah. Simple as yeah, that. Yeah. Show some respect. Man, that's my rights-free Apple Music jam. <laughs> Speaking of respect, put some respect on your cards. Head on over to Oak City Sports Cards, buy, sell, trade, and most importantly, grade them. That's where you put the respect on your card's name. See how much they're actually worth. That's what Weston can do in downtown Raleigh. I bought a bunch of Bowman Chrome University basketball cards yesterday trying to get the French Mamba. And I got a Caitlin Clark card, Iowa star. So I, I texted Wes and I'm like, did I just hit the lottery? It's not an auto, but it was like a, a yeah. um, insert. And then I, I get back and I'm like, oh, I didn't, did I? <laughs> it's, like, ah, it's the lottery, man. You, that's, that's what it's about. And then once you do hit that lottery, take it over to Weston, get it graded. That's how you get the best value for your cards. Go check them out. Downtown Raleigh, right, uh, right off of Glenwood. Great spot, great cards, great selection for all collectors of all ages and sizes and shapes and sizes. Weston's got you taken care of. Check them out online too, oakcitycards.com. Also, thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Check them out online at bugsbite.com. Uh, with Mosquito Authority, like me, I've enjoyed my summer. I mean, grossness outside aside, it's been a really nice summer in my backyard, thanks to Mosquito Authority. If you had a miserable summer, don't make that mistake next year. Go ahead and contact them now. Uh, get on the schedule for next summer when they start in late spring or contact them now for any sort of pest needs. Yep. Just texting Hayes. He's on his way to Hartford tonight. Nice. Go see the Wolfpack tomorrow night. Big shouts. I know he'll enjoy that. Mm-hmm. You can see him all season in that RV lot over at Carter Finley Stadium. Uh, he is the OG OG. He was actually texting me. He's like, hey, man, you guys have added a bunch of sponsors. That's really good. And I was like, yeah, hey, man, hey, man. Somebody had to be first. And that was Hayes. <laughs> that was you. So go check him out. Bugsbite.com. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline is somebody that I feel like, since that's your iMovie bop 
of the that's your summer jam. I feel like we should get Hayes Permar, owner of the Rialto Theater in downtown Raleigh, and our friend Jonathan Rand. We could do like a lyric battle, a uh, a Hamilton off with that music. Do you think we could do that? All the rights free music. All the rights free music jams. What do you think, Hayes? Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Is that now that what I, is, I believe what we would call a stinger? Like that was just a little yes. three. Is is there a longer version? Yeah, I'm going to do more with it. Pretty version that it, it it bops, man. Like the beat Goes. drops and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but most of those, it's like uh, whatever that one's called, like uh, um, walking down the Miami sidewalk. You know, yeah. then it's like walking down the Miami sidewalk stinger. Yeah. Walking down the Miami sidewalk full. So I'm going to need the full version to be able to really riff over it. I'll send you the full version. All right. Uh, all right. So you, you're you in charge of the Rialto now. I drive by it all the time. When are we going to start seeing on the marquee ACC football game of the week? Thanks to what's it called? Theater sports that just knocked out an arrangement with the ACC to show up to what? 75 football games, including New Year's six bowl games. What's going on here, man? Yeah. And I'm not knocking theater sports at all. But when you hear the name theater sports network and they're carrying like ACC games in in movie theaters, does it not convey like we we just created this business right now to be able to do this one thing? Like yeah. it, it has a little bit of uh, of of you know shoestring vibes, but um, but no, they obviously are people with money. Uh, I um, as one or both of you did. I think I first heard about the news when multiple people started tagging me on the like, hey, uh, theater, sports, don't you kind of uh, hey, hey, are you in the theater now? Yeah, I think you should do that, right? And you're kind of a sports guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at the very least, I was going to do my due diligence and look into it. Um, I thought it was it, it's kind of interesting uh, if you go read more about it and, and find the deal. I think these people ultimately didn't get into this with the dream in mind of like, we want to bring ACC football to the movie theaters. It was sort of like, we think we could do football in the movie theaters and negotiating with ESPN. ESPN was like, mm, we'll give you some ACC. We'll give you a little bit of ACC. Like, we're not giving you any Big Ten or SEC or what, Big 12, whatever they are. Hmm. Um, so I, I checked into it. I sent uh, a little form in, you know, the contact us form where you're like, is this really ever going to get a response type thing? Because that was the only way I could see to contact them. And right. minutes later, I had the president of the company <laughs> enthusiastically like, hey, can you jump on a call this afternoon? And I said, sure, I can. And next thing I know, I had, uh, I believe, every employee, which I think they're all executives of Theater Sports Network, and I was mm-hmm. getting some more details um, about it. So it was, uh, it, was, it was a cool day yesterday. And again, I'm as a new theater owner, I'm trying to do music, comedy. I'm exploring all kinds of options for, for the Rialto. And we, we just came off doing the, the women's world cup, which I would say was moderately to pretty successful. I didn't promote it at all. I just sort of gave the opportunity for people to come in and that worked. And it did create this. You saw a, you know, the, what you go for in a viewing experience is like, Oh, like for, for soccer players dribbling in the box. Oh, they get free. You know, you're, 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 Pressing your buddy beside you, oh, it's gonna be shot. Oh, and then sails over the bar, and you're like, oh, you know, or a bad call, and everybody's like, oh no, you know, like there was enough of that to see that you're like, okay, I understand why people would want to come and do this instead of sitting in their homes. Maybe Nicole Kidman said it best: heartbreak feels good. In uh, a, yeah, like this, um, this stuff. I mean, should we like? Should that be our branding? Should we show NC State football and be like, be here yeah. for the heartbreak? Yeah, NC State shit feels good in a place like this. That should be your tagline. You're not alone. 
Dude, I, I listen to I, I don't listen to every minute of every pod, but I do listen to the pod, and I'm still not comfortable with you guys cussing. Neither it's am just, I. It's weird. It's just weird. But uh, but I, I I love it. But that's but your it is video weird. background. No, no, all right. That's where I was, I was actually going to ask you, like, because this business model, I'm not trying to throw shade at them, but what's stopping you from showing UConn and NC State on Thursday night? Like, do you, I know you have to pay. There's certain like NFL rules and other stuff like that. But, like. I'm I'm a complete novice on this. So are you a you were allowed to do the women's world cup, obviously. So what's stopping you from showing a, an ACC football game? This is a great question. I will say that in between the first world cup game I showed and the second world cup game I showed, my my attorney right now would be like, Stop talking. What, what do not do it at these show? Why are you know what are you doing? You know, he was like, Hey man, I think this is awesome and I think this is a thing you should explore, but also I think you should make sure you're doing everything above ground. Um, I have talked to lots of people and you will get lots of different answers as to the legality of showing sports. Right. Um, Because to your point, price point wise, it's it's tough. Like if, and we'll get into some of the details of what they want to charge of like, yeah, the world cup, part of the reason a decent number of people came out was because it was free. I charged nothing. And um, I was operating in the, I, I know I'm not going to start calling out other places, but I know other places in the triangle and beyond that show sports. And, you know, sometimes they may be a bar, but maybe they pull down a bigger screen and show a sporting event. And when I could get to the people that I knew and trusted the most, even some of those people would say, yeah, we may be in a little bit of a gray area. Um, you can, you can go find, like if you Google and try and read about what these laws are, you might find some stuff that, slightly differentiates a movie theater that serves beer from a bar based on the screen size and things like that. But it is very difficult to find a definitive, this is where you're legal and this is where you're not legal. Yeah, like I get boxing pay-per-views or, yeah, or pay-per-views. Like you, you are the one though has to pay a, a, a larger freight. Like it's not like $80 for you. Like as a, as a bar or a business, you pay, there's like a business rate. Yeah. yeah they know you're bringing in business like yes. for this. Yeah, how much are they? How much? How much? Let's hypothetically speaking, if you were to put an ACC football game on, how much? Them, would, how much officially? Would you char- how much would you charge people to come in? Because you're going to so, have to charge people. So, so uh, great question, and that was one of the first questions. And I, I will say, I've got slightly different answers. I've got the answer that I thought I heard them say when I talked to them. Mm-hmm. I've got the answer that's on the sheet that they sent to me of their specs, and then. Um, a reporter at a media company that we all may or may not have worked with before. So I won't name them. I wrote wrote about uh, uh, over at WRL, uh, Brian was writing about uh, a slightly even different arrangement, but I can say about, we're about in the, they're going to want the theater sports network based on what they're going to owe back to Disney, uh, which is who they negotiated with to get this ACC deal. They're going to want about, $20 per head that's coming in your theater. Okay. Okay. Now, so they're putting out there a suggested retail price of $30 thinking they're selling to theaters. You're making 10 bucks. We make 20 bucks and you get to keep the bar. Now I asked them because I'm I'm having these same conversations with, um, with, with, with trying to put on comedy or trying to put on a music show. If I put on a comedy show and I charge $20 per person and $20 seems a little high because I've, you know, the only comedians I've got are Joe Giglio and, and you know, his, uh, his best friend. And they're like, I'm not paying $20 for that. So only 50 people would come at my $20 price. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But if we took the same show and I made it a free show and 250 people said, I'll come, I'll come see Joe for free. And I'm getting 250 people buying two beers or three beers. That may be worth it for me to say a free show. Uh, and maybe you try to say yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, I call that the, this is hockey era of Carolina hurricanes where they papered the town and <laughs> were hoping that you would buy a bunch of beer. Come, come, yeah, come see the Bruins play and drink our beer. Um, but no, so they, they, they reaction to that price point, or are you trying to be friends with these people? I mean, when they said it, I told them I was like, that's higher than I was oh, thinking. Dude, that's a lot of money, man. <laughs> but, but no, but to the point, 48 hours with Nick Nolte, the Diet Coke. Yes. <laughs> I, for a Diet Coke, for me, it's not involved in that too. <laughs> off the top of my head, it is difficult to see somebody paying thirty dollars go see in the theater when they could go to the Carolina Ale House and watch it with a you know, if you line up six of your friends. Do they, I don't know. Like, does the Ale House have to pay no, to they, put games yeah, on? They, yeah. So in order to get things like direct, so for instance, graffiti, who we're yeah. going to be in downtown Cary, Wayne uh, Wayne Holt, you know, to to have Sunday ticket uh, on their TVs costs them a certain amount of okay. money. It's not just, it's not the same amount of money that we you pay and I would pay. Got it. Cause you're putting it on multiple TVs as a business. There's a business. Okay. Rate. In fact, our old friend, Jared Brooks was in the business of selling these packages okay. to business, to TV. bars and whatnot for a long time. That's what funded his degenerate gambler habit. So I don't know. I think, is he, is he still doing that? Hayes? Is Jared still doing that? The degenerate gambling or the... Oh, that, we know that's the case. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that one sticks with you. <laughs> I don't know if he's still selling cable or not. I, I can't remember. I haven't talked to him in a while. But the point is, yeah, it costs businesses a certain amount of money to make okay. it work. And I don't know, man. Like, yeah, that's a lot. That, that's so, a lot. So here's the, the, the other... Th- so going back to what we were saying before, if I determined, well, if I only charge $10 and 250 people come out and, they all, and it's a four-hour game... And yeah. they all buy an average, they spend an average of $40 at my bar. Maybe it's worth it for me to okay. eat it on the tickets because I know I'm going to make enough back that I'm going to be able to pay them. Or here's the other thing that's important, at least in the language of their contract. I would be able to run some ads like during the game. Ooh. Like I might have to show Disney ads, but could I go to, you know, big company that's into sports and say, hey, will you pay $2,000 to have your name on this? I can let people in for free or five bucks or whatever. I can use the money that you're paying to run your ads in front of these people to pay the per head cost that they want. And the consumer still looks at it as a pretty decent deal. Okay. The, the math. Yes. To me, the math does not work to say for $30, come watch state in a theater instead of your comfy couch with free beer or whatever, right. you know? Right. Um, but, and, then, and so can you dress it up? Can you, can you have Mr. And Mrs. Wolf there, there? Could mm-hmm. I have, uh, the the hottest band comprised of state students are going to play at halftime. Could I have the hottest podcast in town, Joe and Joe? Like we're going to make it a party. Then would you start paying thirty dollars for for an all day event that includes a band that's going to play at halftime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever is is there a math in there that does or we have a sponsor? This is you know, brought to you by whatever that cuts the consumer cost in half. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard. Yep. Does that does is there a model that works? I, I'd like hope to find out. Um, and, then, and the other thing is, and I imagine this is one of those the negotiation from from what I took from them. This negotiation has been going on for maybe almost a year, and I'm sure in March the emails back and forth were like, "Well, the games don't start till August. You know, let's try and settle this. You know, whatever." And then all of a sudden they were like, 
you know, to me, it's like, guys, you really needed to announce this at least two weeks ago. Like, there's yeah. no chance. Because I, as a theater owner, I can also see myself. It's going to be very difficult for me as somebody either showing movies or live shows to commit to being like, every Saturday, we're going to have something, right? Yeah. But, like, this Labor Day weekend, I might have been able to build this as like, hey, we're, we're not a, you know, I've got movie lovers and, and music lovers and whatever. And they're already like freaking out. Like, Oh my God, is this guy, is this sports guy just making, turning the reality into a sports bar? No, I'm not. But would I take Labor Day weekend and say, we're going wall to wall. We're going to have four games. Like we're not covering a game every weekend, but I'll give you two weekends every year. I'll give you the, the Labor Day weekend and the new year's Eve weekend. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll go all in on sports and there'll be bands and movies the week before and bands and movies the week after. So all right. a lot of questions not up in the air. I just, to me, it's it's uh, it'd be unwise to com- to not look into it. And- you're, the, you're the ACC right now, considering adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU, because <laughs> that was our text. Yeah, but to a certain person, I'm like, "What are you doing?" And they were like, "Well, we at least have to talk about it. Like, yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're not to getting, talk about it. You're also not getting any of these things for free, like SMU. So sure. yeah, there is yeah. that. I got three business questions before we say goodbye to Hayes Permar. Three, three, three business wow. questions. Very quick answers. When you talk to, it's uh, I, I, I understand. I mean, he's not Luke <laughs> or Adam. Thank you, thank you. At least I'll take not Luke or Adam. <laughs> take, give Hayes some credit, okay? I mean, jeez. All right. So, if you do business with theater sports, can you indicate to them that you don't want any of the money that comes from the Rialto to go to Florida State? <laughs> Can, can I can I dictate? Yeah, can um, dictate. Like, hey, yes, I know there's a revenue share, but you guys are talking about uneven revenue share. I don't want any of this to go to them. This all well, goes to Boston College. Perfect. <laughs> all or, my or, or we're gonna make it all merit based. Florida State, you'll get your cut when you start doing your winning again. Right now, that's it's going to Wake Forest. Damn right. Like the right. Wake Forest is winning ten games a year, and you're winning six, so that's gonna be your cut. <laughs> so, question number two: How much are you charging for beers? It's a good question. How much should I charge for beer? I'll, I'll say this. What's your, what's your, what is your lineup right now? I'm sure, I'm sure you have your watery domestic. That's well, okay. your beer. You'll respect this. I believe. Um, and, it, and it kind of absolves yeah, me like, from right? picking good beers. Like I'm relying on the beers. You, you know, this five points is becoming the beer center of Raleigh trophies yeah. planting a flag here. Pony Soros is, mm-hmm. is coming. I like we already that. had. Yeah. R&D, Linwood, Noose River, Nickel Point, Fun Guys, those are all there. And as much as I love, like, the Crank Arms and some other that are Raleigh beers, I see no reason not to say every one of our beers comes from in walking distance of the Rialto. Yeah. So that's likely what I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, okay. Nickel Point is – and, and I'm trying to work – I'm trying not to take an IPA from every one of those no. places, like, you know – Trying to do my favorite. Yeah, the, the Pony Source makes a good pills in there. Look, man, just put Mort's on tap. You'll be good to go. Uh from Trophy. All right. Last question. Uh, since I drive past Rialto every day, basically. I see you're putting like birthday messages up, which is cool. Yep. How much would how much is it gonna cost to get a listen to Ovias and Gilio on the marquee while you don't have anything to promote right now? That's a good question. Um, from years in working in uh radio. I learned this from the radio sales guy. You, may, you look worked long. I love how you already don't like where this is going. You no, may, you, I'm, I'm just curious. You probably know this better than I do. I, I used to always say, 
I would love to, to ask a radio salesperson, hey, what is a 30-second ad cost? And get a straight answer to that. I you do. you can't do it. Do. You will never do it. And I'm adopting that. I'm like, you want to talk about putting someone on the marquee? Hit me up. We'll definitely right talk. Exactly. Right off the bat, you got it wrong. You didn't spend enough time back in the sales pit. The first thing that always happens is, well, can we do a trade? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so that, the, there's that. But like I um Nobody changes hands. It's just hey, look, you put Ovius and listen to Ovius and Gilio on the marquee, and we tell people to go to Rialto. That that's the trade. Well, the good thing is I've already got some trade deals working with the Elvis and Julio podcast. Um, oh, so, I, so I, th- I think uh, I, I might already be. Had, I haven't had that business meeting with Julio yet. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a, you were a part of this one. Uh, but yeah, so th- there may be some trade opportunities already uh, for, for some stuff. But no, uh, but uh, honestly, for, for stuff like that, my, my game plan has been keep raising the price and until people start saying that's too expensive. Cause right now I just keep going up by 50 bucks and people are like, sure. And I'm like, okay, next person who asks is going up by 50 until people say, what? That's crazy. Um, All right. right, We appreciate it, man. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch about some, some movie theater shenanigans. Bring it on guys. Thanks for the time. Big thanks to Hayes for hanging out with us. We'll we'll make sure that our names are on that marquee at some point. We'll we'll work something out. We'll we'll definitely work something out. If you want to see us doing a show, come on out to Breeze Through next week, next Thursday. It's customer appreciation at Breeze Through at the Carter Finley PNC Arena location off of Edwards Mill Road and Trinity. We're gonna be doing the show live from the beer cave starting at 10 o'clock. The customer appreciation starts up at eleven o'clock with dollar seventy six gas. Say the gas. The we gas never talk about key. the gas, but I keep telling you, the gas. Sometimes you have staples. <laughs> yes, sometimes there's a reason. Dollar mm-hmm. seventy six. Love it. Eleven a.m. Two p.m. Over there, Edwards Mill Road. They're gonna have their right food truck the out there. I think we're gonna have some OG breeze through koozies as well. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. Uh, but that's gonna be. They're running week. out of these, but hey, if man. they have them, get it. Get Twenty it. bucks. Uh, free drink refill lifetime refills also thanks to the butcher's market butcher's market locations all across the triangle and in wilmington wilmington shout out that to our, steak and cheese shout out to our wilmington people uh they've got all your grilling needs as tailgate season has officially arrived very excited about this so you get your seasoning you get your marinades you get your charcoal uh you get all the things and, and most importantly the meats that's the most important part and maybe you just don't maybe you don't want to cook cool go to the butcher's market anyway and get sandwiches to take to your tailgate or bring back to your house while you enjoy some football. All right, let's get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. It's brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Uh, Check them out in downtown Raleigh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. All right, to Paul, um, shout out to the UNC band. If Florida State beats LSU again this weekend, will their brand force the SEC to buy them out of the grant of rights? Yeah, that's how it works. Is that how it works? Yep. It's like wrestling. Yep. Loser leaves town. <laughs> I yeah. don't think I don't think they're kicking LSU out. Maybe they kick Florida out for Florida State. No, that's not going to be the case. No. Definitely not going to be the case. All right. To speaking of uh conference realignment, this question comes to us from Flair. And he says, this BS are real. It's from inside the Big 12, one of these <laughs> one of these West Virginia accounts that just tweets about conference realignment all day, every day for years. They're on that Greg Swaim level. Mm-hmm. They're on that dude from West Virginia level. And he tweeted this out a couple of days ago. ACC is working on an agreement with the Big 12 
where the Big 12 adds the four remaining Pac-12 schools and lets West Virginia and Kansas out of the grant of rights to move to the ACC. I would take that a hundred times over. If that's the thought experiment, then yes, you take that deal every single time. But I went and I looked at the guy's Twitter timeline and the amount of fantasy football that's taking place it was, it was, it made me throw up fantasy booking. It was, it was awful. And what's the worst the part is business likes to call it because the guy has a blue check. People are thinking it's taking no, oh, all this, 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 this dude is paying 12 bucks a month to get the blue check. Okay? Right. And he's going to tweet whatever he feels like tweeting for the engagement. He's worse. Like I, I respect the big game boomer hustle. This is, this is sad. Well, just, just like Bill Simmons spawned and ruined journalism. <sighs> you, you boomer is ruining social engagement, dude. Brutal. All right, we'll get out of here on this. Um, my friend uh, Mark Marco sent me these uh, pamphlets that I guess he was going through Tim Peeler's stash over at NC State, and he thought that this would be something of interest with the PNC Arena renovations uh, passed, approved on deck. He goes, "Look, man, let's let's go back in time. Let's go look at the Centennial Center, which was the original name of Jimmy Jimmy V's dream. That is, as somebody pointed out in the comments, that is some Epcot looking stuff right there." And the thing that people wanted to focus on and like, okay, I see what the arena is supposed to look like. There's the OG Carter Finley stadium. And then it was like, wait a minute, zoom in enhance. Wait zoom a in enhance. second. Is that a, is that a soccer field and a baseball stadium right there on way? That is a bad placement for a baseball field on Wade Avenue. Hitting balls out you, to the highway. Do, I mean, do you get every, you got McCovey Cove, right? Dingers on the Wade Avenue. You got people trying to chase stuff along with the cars. That's not a, imagine just trying to get home, man. You're just trying to get home and NC state's blasting one out of the stadium and you just get hit in the window. That's a, that's bad spot. I, I do love that. They protected the cemetery. Yes. I see that. Yes. Man, uh, those Trinity and TX lots, man. That was the, <laughs> that was the dream. Wasted and then there was the, this, opportunity. this was an update for lifetime seating rights in the, in the early nineties. You see how PNC arena looks more like the entertainment and sports mm-hmm. arena that was ultimately built. And the, uh, the plaza Double is a little bit different suites there. But that was the takeaway from a lot of state fans in my mentions when they saw this clip, it was, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, there's no Murphy center either. There's no, well, that's the key. It's like, Hey, what about that East side? What, why can't they do that? Uh, who knows? Maybe they will one day, but yes, there's no Murphy center. There, the scoreboard's on the original side, and the old Finley Field House is elevated to look like that. But we know that it looks a little bit different. It was in reverse in that case. Imagine the glare from the sun if they had more canopies, though. You see those canopies? Yeah, Washington University of Washington has this thing done right, and yeah, that's where I do think got- State and Carolina would would be better served. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of Ovius and Julio. We will see you all on Thursday with actual football to talk about. We'll give you some premature evaluations. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.